Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. When I was coming, I was thinking of something. I was like, I was, I was thinking about Paul's teachings and I was asking myself, did Paul really ever spend time to talk about Elijah or, or Isaiah? Or was it mandatory that he knew all about the messages of Elijah or Isaiah and all these prophets? The answer was no. He mentioned just a few that was related to the course of his message. Can you see that? So the Holy Spirit was asking me. So I was thinking of some of the messages I, you know, I've been listening to the to Paul's message, I've been reading the Bible, especially the book of Romans, and all the other messages that I know, and you realize that he will mention just a few, but his focus was on the grace message. Do you know what it means? If you have the grace message, if you don't know all the things Elijah has said, it is nothing. If you don't know all the things Isaiah has said, <laughs> it is nothing. All you need to know is the message of grace. You, you get it? Then I found something in the book of Romans. Oh, Jesus. Can I show you? Hmm. Okay. I'll show you first one. Romans 1, 16. When Paul talked about, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. But I saw something in verse 17 that struck me. Do you know there is a difference between revelation and light? Revelation is not necessarily light. Okay. Can I show you that first? So you understand what happened to me. I received light in the revelation. So go back to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. He said that I pray to the Father, okay, that he may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, now look at the two words here, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then the next one he said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So in the revelation, you need light. I hope you can see that. Now, after he has said that God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, then he said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know. So you can receive revelation without light. And you, so you will not know. <laughs> but when you have light, it is like, you know you have revelation about this. But as you are looking into the word, light comes. It's like the Holy Ghost puts light on it. And then you get to know, ha, ah, this is it. So this is what happened to me. Because I have quoted Romans chapter 1 verse 16, 17, 16, 17, I've quoted. But then I saw the verse 17 again and light came to me. Romans 1, 17. The verse 16 is something that we know. He said that, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation first to the Jew to the, and then also to the Greek. Then he said, look at it. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For therein, for in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. For in the gospel is righteousness revealed. For in the gospel is righteousness revealed. For in the gospel is righteousness unleashed, revealed. Receive light. For in the gospel is righteousness revealed. Are you catching something? For in the gospel, righteousness is revealed. For in the gospel, righteousness is revealed. Do you now understand why the opposite of holiness is not sin? Because in the gospel is dealing with the matter of sin. So when we speak the gospel, what the gospel gives you is not condemnations of sin. It's not anything you have done concerning sin. There's only one thing the gospel reveals. Righteousness. So you cannot be a preacher of the gospel and what you teach is not righteousness. Then the spirit of God took me to chapter 4. The last verse. I think 23 or 24. See something. Okay, look at it. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? Don't look at it once. Look at it again. Jesus was delivered for our offenses. So the issue of sin was why he was given. But his resurrection was not anything concerning our sin, but our justification. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. At this point, Jesus has been given because of our offenses. So the message we preach is after Jesus has been given. So what you are preaching now is the resurrection of Jesus. Which brings only one thing. Justification. And what is justification? Being freed and made goal without finding fault with you. So you cannot tell me you preach the gospel of Jesus and yet you want to find fault with people with respect to sin. That is the reason why Jesus was given. Is he about to be given? Is he in the process of being given? He was delivered. He was delivered for our offenses. Yes, there was an offense. That is why Jesus was given. But there is a good news. If he had remained there, we would not have been justified. Yes, he would have been given for our sins. But nothing would have happened to us. But when he was raised from the dead, we were freed. Freed from everything sin. From yesterday, today, and forever. Can you see this? Hmm. That is why the believer is not the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The believer is not the redeemed. The believer is the justified. You know, salvation is in three folds. Salvation. Now look at it. Yes, we have been redeemed. But we were redeemed when we were in sin. But now that you have been raised, you have been justified. Why? Your redemption came when he was offered for you. For what reason? Sin. So the believer is not one in sin. The believer is one whom Christ was given for his offenses, his sins. So when we see you, your redemption took place when Christ was given. But now, the one we are seeing now is the justified. 
you came out of his resurrection. Can you see this? So, who was delivered for our offenses? So, it was for sin he came. But now we are not called sinners. We are called the justified. Why? He was raised again. The again there is amazing. <laughs> he was raised again for our justification. It's clear now. If this is true, you will understand chapter 5 verse 1. Why it begins by saying, therefore, being justified by faith. Be, therefore, because you can't begin a statement, a sentence and say therefore. To start a statement to say therefore means that something has happened. So the chapter 4 verse 25 teaches us that by the resurrection of Christ, we have received justification. Now you are justified. So when God sees you, he doesn't know you as one who sins. He doesn't see you like that. You never existed. That is why the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new. You became new when you were raised from the dead. In other words, when you were justified. Can you get it? Hmm. So he said, therefore, verse chapter 5 verse 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Go to verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. But until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. You go on. 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace. And the gift by grace. And the gift by grace. Is, are you receiving some light? And the gift by grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded to many. Go on. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto, for the judgment was by one to what? Condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. In other words, all the offenses that can be labeled on a sinner, when the person believes in the Jesus resurrected Christ, not the Jesus that came to walk on the earth, but the resurrected Christ, all the things, the many offenses, is put into one and he receives a gift. And that gift is made possible by grace. And that gift is called justification. Meaning that you have been made free. The judge has hit the gavel and says that on the whatever and says that you are acquitted and discharged and there is no sin with you. Not of yesterday. Now, there was something he said. He said from Adam unto Moses, death reigned. Even though sin was not imputed, death was reigning. But how did death come into the world? Death came because sin entered. You cannot separate sin from death. So when sin came, death came. Death was killing because men were under sin in Adam. 
But you see, the sin they commit by themselves was not imputed to them, yet they were dying. Why? So the Bible says that the sin they were committing was not in the similitude of Adam's sin. It, it was not like, you see, Lucifer manufactured sin. God did not create sin. And he died instantly. Because sin is a seed that contains death. Sin is a seed that contains death. So when the seed of sin was sown, death was harvested. So the first person to have harvested death was Satan. And he died what? Instantly. How? Eternally. How? Eternally. Please note, Satan didn't die spiritually. When you die spiritually, you can be raised back. It can be reversed. Adam sinned, but Adam's sin was spiritual. Okay? Now, God didn't want it to be eternal. That is why he stopped them with the cherubims from going to the tree of life. Because that is called tree of eternal life. So, if he had eaten the fruit, then the spiritual sin will no longer be spiritual sin, but will become eternal sin. Fruit cannot be reversed. So, they were stopped from going to the tree of life. Can you see this? Now, every man that came into this world was in Adam. Was of the nature and the form of Adam. So, whether they sinned, like how Cain killed Abel, nobody taught him how to do it. Because nobody had ever killed a man. Not even an animal. God was the first person to kill an animal. And removed the, the, the skin and covered Adam and Eve. The second person to kill, as far as the Bible is concerned, was Cain. Now, he was living out the progression of sin from the spirit. What do I mean by that? Whatever is sown must be harvested. So, sin was sown. And so, it grows. Don't you understand what the Bible says? Where sin abounds. In the same way, the word of God is a seed, which is Christ. He said that I pray that Christ may be what? May dwell in you. You receive the fullness of Christ. And you receive the fullness of Christ by receiving the word. The more of the word, the more of the word, the more of the word inside of you, the more Christ is formed in you. And you grow into the stature, the measure of Christ. That's what Ephesians chapter 4 says. He said, so we all come to the unity of faith. Okay? Onto the measure and the stature. We will do that by knowledge. So he said he, has, he had called five. He had given five gifts. Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, prophets, or whoever. To what? To teach. To equip by the word. So the people will grow in knowledge. And when they grow in knowledge, they will grow to the measure and stature of Christ. Meanwhile, Christ is in them growing. Can you see that? Okay. Do you remember how Paul prayed? He said, he said my, my children, whom I traveled again, that Christ, what, may be formed in you. So the word of God, and I know this by experience, I've told you before, the first time I had an encounter to heaven and I couldn't see the glory. And when I came, one year later, the Holy Spirit told me that the reason why I couldn't see the glory was because of the amount of glory I carried. And if you have read books of people who have been to heaven, they will tell you that if you were never ready to meet God, you realize that you become weak and you can't see. So they prepare you before you get there. So they either give you the fruit from the tree of life, which gives you energy, or the, what, the river of life, or the, the leaves, which is healing to your body. Because some people will have thoughts of all the things that happen on the earth. You know, the story of sin is not known and taught well. It's not known and taught well. Look at it. He said, even, look, he said, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not what? After what? So it was not after their own sin. But it was after the similitude of Adam. So you see, God doesn't need to kill you. 
Because, not even after your sin. Not because after, because look, over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come? So, so they died not because of their own sin. They died because of the similitude of Adam's sin. How? Adam was just an incubator <laughs> that was carrying mankind. Because through Adam, mankind came. Are you with me? Look at it. He said, but not as the offense. But not as the offense. So also is the free gift. What does it mean? But not as the offense. Do you understand? Not as their own sin. They didn't, it's not what the, the sin they committed that made them die. In the same way, it is not of their own doing to receive the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead. Not them. But the offense of one. But many died. Much more. The grace of God. And the gift by grace. Which is by one man. Jesus Christ. Has what? Abounded unto many. Now you should understand why. He didn't say Christ Jesus. But he said Jesus Christ. Because you are seen by one man. Jesus is the humanity. Christ is the glorified. So what it means is that God that came in the human form but glorified. That's what it means. Okay. You are not in Jesus. You are in Christ. The glorified one. Because of resurrection. So sometimes you see the Bible write in Christ. Sometimes you hear Jesus Christ. Sometimes you hear Christ Jesus. You must understand all. Are we together? Okay. 16. And not so as it was by one that sinned. So is the gift. For the judgment was by one to what? Condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Here, it culminates the transgressions of Adam and yours as well. Put all of them together. And that is what Jesus was giving to you. So that you receive justification. Is that okay now? Now you realize that the similitude of Adam's sin was sin that you had nothing to do with. The offenses was yours. What you did. So get the difference here. Because normally people refer to sin as only the act. So the offenses are the act of the sin, Hamashiach, okay? And the spirit trusts sin. You didn't need to to physically sin by action. You will still die because you you have sinned. And that was by default. So by by default, you have sinned. (laughs) Can you see that? And the one you act on. So Cain didn't need to kill um, his brother. What he did was the act of sin. What the Bible called the works. The works of the sin is what we physically do. But before Jesus came, whether you do the act or not, you are dead. Can you see this? See, if you go out to preach to sinners, and you make them understand this. Because normally they always focus on what they have done. Reason why somebody will challenge you and say, but I have not done this. I have not done that. I have not done this. The very thing that you are saying you have not done, Adam didn't even do in the garden. He didn't fornicate in the garden. He didn't smoke in the garden. He didn't do all these things in the garden. Yet, through him, all men sinned. <laughs> So, the act, what you are doing is just a manifestation of what is in the spirit. Can you see this? So, will every good man otherwise Cornelius would have gone to heaven. Because the Bible says he was a devout man. Even God spoke well of him. But you being devout does not mean you are saved. Does not mean you are justified. That is the first thing. 
one must be justified first. Because the reason why Christ was given to us was for what? Our offenses. And what we received after he after him being given to us is what? Justification. Justification. Can you see this? Yes, sir. But the free gift is of many offenses unto what? Justification. Beautiful. 17. Okay. Now, for if one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So you see, grace must be received. And once you receive grace, gifts is given out of grace. And one of them is righteousness. Can you see this? Okay. Sometimes the word righteousness in the Greek could be likened to justification. Okay? Hmm. Now, the gift of God, which bringeth salvation, has what? To all men. I just want you to understand this one. The Spirit of God just brought to my mind. Now, look at it. He said, much more, they which receive what? Abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And I'm saying that grace must be received. How do I know that? Because grace can be available just like now. But not all men will be saved. Titus 2.11 says that the grace of God, the grace of God, which brings salvation, has appeared to all men. Which means that all men must be saved, right? But it is not so. All men are not saved. Those who will be saved are those who receive grace. And how do you receive grace? By faith. That is how you receive grace. For ye are saved by grace through faith. So, grace is available to everyone including the malam and the witch. Grace is available to everybody. You sitting in the church and somebody in the disco or somebody in the shrine. Grace is available to all men. They are part of men. But you see, they cannot receive justification or righteousness except they receive grace. How do they receive grace? By what? Faith. What is grace? Grace is Jesus revealed. Grace is the love of God revealed. For the law came through Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when one receives Jesus, believe on him, receive him, the Bible says, and believed on his name, that person has what? Received grace. And once the person receives grace, the person automatically receives justification. Justification, which means that he has been acquitted and discharged of every sin that is labeled on that person. His own one, which is offenses, and the similitude of Adam. That is why the Bible says that through the death of Christ, he died once for all time. The past, the present, and the future. The past includes Adam's sin. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Now, nobody can receive grace except by faith. So see it this way. Grace is like this room that has every gift and blessing. But it takes faith to access every blessing and gift. So I told you that the first sign of the gospel is salvation. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Then he said, in the gospel is righteousness revealed. Not sin. Why? What does he mean? Hmm. For therein is the righteousness revealed. But before he mentioned righteousness, he has mentioned that it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, salvation is different from saved. 
Salvation is soteria. Save is the word sozo. Sozo is found in soteria. What happens in salvation is that men are saved in salvation. <laughs> Can you see this? With the heart, man believeth. With the mouth, confession is made. Unto to the place where men are saved. Once you enter into salvation, you are saved. Do you get it? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, everlasting life is in salvation. Everlasting life is in soteria. It is a package. It's part of it's part of the gifts. Can you see this? In salvation are found gifts. So when a man enters into salvation, what he receives? Eternal life. He receives justification. He receives righteousness. He receives blessings. He receives the sealing of the Holy Ghost. He receives wisdom and uh, Sophia. He receives holiness. All these things are found in salvation. So when people say preach the salvation message, I look at them and I ask them, do they really understand what they mean? You see, without the gospel, nobody can find the door to salvation. Because the gospel is the roadmap, is the map that shows you the door of salvation. You see, because when the gospel is preached, then faith is given, the faith of Christ. When you receive the faith of Christ, what happens? You now open your mouth and declare him as what? Your master. You see? You can also not declare him as your master if you never believed that he was raised from the dead. Why is the raising of the dead important? It means that you believe in justification. Because the, raise, the resurrection of Christ speaks of justification. So with the heart, so listen, oh, Abraham was not saved, but he was justified. Is that matter settled? In Genesis 15, is it 6 or 2? The Bible says that for Abraham believed and it was accounted unto him for what? Righteousness. When we studied Galatians chapter 3, the Bible told us that the kind of righteousness we have received is after Abraham. Which means that the righteousness you have today was not different from the one. But when you read the Bible, Abraham was not the only person the Bible says he was righteous. Noah, the Bible says, calls him righteous Noah. But the kind of righteousness Noah had was not the kind that Abraham had. The kind of righteousness Noah had was righteousness but was, was received by performance. <laughs> But the righteousness Abraham had was the righteousness that was received in believing in Christ. You see the difference here? Even Job was considered a righteous man. But your righteousness is not after Job. And he, look at it, he believed look, okay, so let's do a little study here. Receive light. Say I receive. The Bible didn't say he believed the Lord. He believed in the Lord. There are two different statements. Can you see here? He didn't believe the Lord. He believed in the Lord. Okay. The Bible was also emphatic. He didn't mention he believed God. He believed in the Lord. One can only receive righteousness. Righteousness only comes, in fact, this kind of righteousness only comes by believing in Christ. So if Abraham received, it was counted to him for righteousness. Was because he believed in the gospel of Jesus. Remember in Galatians chapter 3 verse 8, the Bible says that for the gospel was foretold 
And in Genesis chapter 15, I, we saw, and I told you that God, Abraham saw the gospel in the night sky. So he believed. Okay. This is what confuses a lot of people. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now towards heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Okay. Now, if you don't receive light, you will think he's talking about numerical numbering. When you do a study in there, because this is not the first time. The second time, he told him, he showed him the, 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 the seashore, the sand. And he said, that is what, that was, he was talking about numbering. But here, when you check the Hebrew, and you do a study, what it actually means, he said, can you tell the story? He was showing him, and he said, he was asking, can you tell the story? Can you tell? That's what it is. Then he said, so shall thy seed not seeds. If he has said, so shall your seeds, then we'll be talking about numbering. But he didn't say, so shall thy seeds. He said, so shall your seed be. Seed. So who was he talking about? Who is the seed? Christ. Receive light. You know, that is how light will come to you. The Holy Ghost will just make you see certain words and it will make meaning to you. Like he's doing to us right now. So you see, if thou, now, we've all thought this before, that God showed two signs, the stars of the heavens. Because Abraham could not number the stars, so shall his descendants be. We were preaching our own gospel. That's not what the Bible says. He said, and tell the stars, tell the stars, look now towards heaven and tell the stars. That's a clue. If tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. So obviously he's not talking about numerical. In other words, look at the constellations. You know what constellations are? Group of stars come together. They form shapes, etc. Hmm. And if thou be able to tell the story and he said the story that you see up there that is how your seed will be what was the story the story started from the book of Genesis chapter 3 he said the woman shall have he said a virgin okay woman shall have a son and the son shall crush your head and you, was talking to the serpent, and you shall what? Bruise his feet. That's where the story started. Now, when you look at the story, now when you see the story, the constellations, okay, this is Leo. Now, so in the constellation, this is supposed to be the last one in the month of October. Can you see how the lion, now the, the, the scientists have this, even on your phone, when you look, there's, there are some apps, when you look up, you can see these things. Now, the, the lion you see there are many stars that came together to form this shape. It's called constellation. Oh, go and read about constellations and the Milky Way. It's, a, it's beautiful. You will know that, wow. Go and read the book of Job, chapter 38. You will give you... Ah, beautiful. You will know that God is powerful. Now, every line that draws the lion is a star. But there's Bible, I mean, scientists have made us aware that stars, one star is like a thousand times bigger than the earth. The first, now, the first constellation is the Virgo, the woman he spoke about. So when you look in the constellation, okay, what you guys call horoscope, you will see a woman with a rod and like a stick and has a baby on the lap. Then you move on. And on and on, you, you get the cancer and so on and so forth. And it ends with the lion. Now, the lion is what we call Leo. Leo means king of kings. 
In other words, the baby that will be born, people have preached this and stretched it too much. And they have come to believe that one of the areas where your help will come from is from the zodiacs. Jesus is not enough. There's a man of God that has been preaching on, come and see viewers, views on YouTube. Hundreds of thousands. Man of God, we didn't know the thank God. Because man has always been taught that he's a beggar. And he's suffering in this life. So anything that you say will give him help, he believes. The name of Jesus is not enough. That is what the preacher said. He said, after you have received Jesus, the name of Jesus is not enough. You need to know your star. And he, he mentioned that even Jesus, when he was born, his stars appeared. Hey. Now, the reason why you see Leo has lived, raised his leg is the fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3. He said that, you see, the lion, the king of kings, will crush the serpent. And the serpent will do what? Will bruise his feet. So you see it like this. It's a sign that his, um, his heels were bruised. That speaks of the death of Christ. So he was bruised. He died. But then he was raised the king of kings. Can you see this? Now, Virgo, for those of you that believe in, in this zodiac thing or horoscope this believers of horoscope always shows you the goat as the first one as January do you know why Israel ends their year in September because they understand I mean, they, yeah, their new year is September. Now, Leo ends in October. That is the right thing. But you see, Satan is messing up things. He doesn't want you to believe that the story started from the virgin birth. If the story, if you don't talk about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, you have messed up the whole story of Christ. He was born miraculously. He was born without the involvement of a man. Can I show you something? Yes, Go to Romans chapter 1, verse 3. He talks about Jesus was made after. Yeah. Look at it. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Jesus. Which means that God came. Otherwise, the story is not complete. Because the Bible says that God came in the flesh. The incarnation of God. He came as a flesh. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. The Bible says that. A body that has made me. God came into this world. By entering into a body. Without the involvement of, hum, of man. Joseph had nothing to do. With the birth of Jesus. And then he said. So look. Go back. Because if he doesn't come as human. He cannot be sacrificed. But why did he come? Why did Jesus come? To be sacrificed. It is after his, sacrifice, his uh, sacrificing that all these things happen. The blood would have been of any effect if he had not been sacrificed. We would not have seen the holiest of holies if he had not been sacrificed because his body was the curtain between the holy, holy place and the holiest of holies. Can you see this? So Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice. John said, in John chapter 3, he said, here cometh the Lamb of God, which what? Taketh away the sins of the world. In Revelation chapter 5, he said, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed then he turned and saw a lamb as it has been slain. The purpose of the coming of Christ was to be sacrificed to put an end for what the law could not do. 
being that he was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be what? In us. So Jesus as God had to come in the flesh of man so that he could be what? Sacrificed. So that we put an end to grain offering, sin offering, burnt offering, all the offerings. Can you see this? How many offerings do we have? Ah, okay, five. Who speaks of grace? Christ. So Jesus, okay, I'll show you this. The Hebrews 10, 5, look at something here. He said, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, when he cometh into the world, he saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. So he was given the body. He entered into the body <laughs> like wearing clothes. That's what Roman was saying that after the order of David, he was flesh. But he was announced as the son of God by the spirit. Go on. Look at it. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Which means they were offering sacrifices over and over. But God didn't have pleasure in them. Because they were not perfect. Go on. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. What is the will? Go on. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by That is why he didn't have pleasure. They were offering, giving offerings, all kinds of offerings, but God didn't have pleasure because they were of the law. Go on. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Go on. By the which we are all sanctified through. Once for all. So he became the sacrifice once for all, the sins of man. But the other sacrifices, he couldn't even go to two years. It was good for a year. But Jesus as the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Jesus was the perfect offering that the father needed. Not any of the offerings. But today, there are some people who offer those kind of offerings. Even when the book of Rome, Hebrews was written, they were offering. Are you with me? Yes. So go back to Romans chapter 1 verse 3. Now look at it. He said, now, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Four. And what? Declared to be the son of God with what? Power. According to the spirit of holiness by Can you see that? Now, the same thing that happened to Jesus is the same thing that happened to you. You are seated here right now because you, of the flesh, you are from Kweu. But you have been declared with power according to the Holy Spirit. By what? The resurrection from the dead. Because you have been raised from the dead. So this is who you are. That is why today you are 100% God, 100% man. Can you see this? That's why I call the purple man. You know what purple is, right? Blue and what? And red. Jesus came as red, the red man. He was, he was the blue man that came, took upon the red man and came. When he died and was raised, there was a mixture. He became purple. Royalty. The only potentate. King of kings and lord of lords. That is who he is now. And you too. When you were born again, you were raised from the dead. He made you a king. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So you have been declared. 
Yes, you come from. See, but some of us don't know who we are now. So you pay so much attention to the fleshy part of you. Now, the fleshy part of you, it is in accordance. The Bible says, according to what? From the order of David. So there was somebody through whom Christ came. When he was declared, he was declared by the power of the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, in fact, when you receive Jesus as your Lord, you are declared. Okay. Declaration means you are revealed. The word Christian, Christian means the revealed ones. That's what it means. We are revealed. I read somewhere in the book of Timothy. I think he was saying that, that you know, the word Christians is mentioned three times in the Bible. And I think the third one is in, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, in, in Timothy or, or, or James. And was saying that you should be excited about that this name is mentioned with you. It's like, a, it's like something you should be excited about. You something you are, you are excited about. You know, some people, I've heard some people say that the word Christian is because they look at the lifestyle of the believers, you know, so a Christian is not born again. Don't read one part of the Bible and make conclusions. You see, study the word of God. Don't, don't rush. Tell the Holy Ghost, take me deeper. One day, one day, you will realize that, ah, so this Christian the word Christian is actually a name you must put on yourself because of who you are. You are the revealed one. How do you know that? How do you know you are the revealed one? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Who is the righteous? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.